0: We've got someone in this church who writes books and illustrates books, um, particularly for children, but not just. And uh, she's written a book about, called The Easter Story, and uh, Dan's going to come up and he's going to read from that uh, book a section, just the last few pages.
1: Jesus was buried in a tomb cut out of rock. And a huge stone was rolled in front of the opening. Mary Magdalene was broken hearted. Jesus had taken away her sins and given her new life. She missed him so much. So as soon as the sun came up on Sunday morning. She went to visit the tomb. Taking with her special perfume and spices to put on his broken body. But suddenly as Mary got closer. The earth shook. A mighty angel flashed down from heaven and rolled away the stone. Presently, Mary arrived at the tomb. With horror, she peered into the darkness and saw that it was empty. Where was Jesus? You won't find him here, said the angel. But there is nothing to fear. He's alive. So go quickly. And tell his disciples. Full of wonder, Mary began to run. She was crying too. Crying and laughing. Running, crying and laughing. On her way to tell the disciples. As Mary stumbled through the garden, she suddenly came across a man that she thought was the gardener. But this was no gardener. Mary, he said. It was Jesus. She fell at his feet. Wanting to hold on to him tight. And not let go. But Jesus said. Don't hold on to me now. Go and tell everyone. I'm going to be with my father. Later. Jesus appeared to his disciples. They were hiding behind locked doors. Tired. And afraid. Suddenly. There Jesus stood, in the middle of the room, smiling at them. The disciples were overjoyed. They touched him to make sure he really was there and wasn't a ghost. Jesus showed them the holes in his hands and the cut in his side. Go to every place in the world, near and far, he told them, and tell people this. Whoever believes in me will be rescued from their sins. I will give them new life. Our Easter journey has come to an end. But for those who believe the good news about Jesus, new life begins. A new start. All the bad things we've done, gone forever. And this was God's plan. No more floods and animal sacrifices as in Noah's and Abraham's day. Instead, God loved us so much that he sent his son away from his home in heaven to die on a cross and rescue us. Now you know that Easter is not just about new life for flowers and trees. You can tell your friends too. Easter is all about the new life Jesus gave to people, just like you and me. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Okay, well, we're nearly at an end. That's the book, if anybody, we haven't got any copies here, but. If you want to find it, that's where we, we're reading from. It's just uh, one of my um, favorite uh, people in that story, and in the whole Easter story, is this woman called Mary Magdalene. And uh, she features in the story, in the Gospels, the, the stories about Jesus quite a lot. She has, obviously had had some really bad problems. It said she had seven demons that left her when Jesus spent time with her and you, we don't know what they were but oh, but it was clearly she had some real issues in her life she had some real difficult things and Jesus came and he brought freedom for her from the things that were troubling her and oppressing her and uh, and so I, I guess because she'd known just such love from him and such freedom into her life she thought uh, I, she just became besotted, really, with him and loved him. And, you know, we hear the stories that when they're, when they're putting Jesus in the tomb, when he's on the cross, she's sat there watching. When, when he's been put in the tomb come that uh, Friday late afternoon, they're putting him in the tomb. It's coming evening. She's watching him. She knows that the next, from, from all day Saturday, from 6 p.m. through to 6 p.m. the next day, you can't do anything. It was a Sabbath. So she had to rush home and start to get all the spices for embalming Jesus' body ready there and then. Because Saturday was coming and they couldn't do anything. It was a Jewish rule. But first thing, on the first day of the week, that's Sunday for a Jew. Uh, there she is up at the break of dawn, 6 in the morning, with her spices. Going with a couple of the other women to think, I want to get to be where he is. And I want to I do something. I want to help embalm his body and and you know uh, there's you, you, things can happen, and we don't read the situation right. You've ever had that happen to you? You know something happens, you know what's happened, and you interpret the situation completely wrong. I had a story just yesterday um, of uh, someone who went to Chatsworth um, Adventure Park and lost their little boy, just vanished. And not, you know, oh, I venture look around, not there, up the track, down in the car, not there, not there. And, you know, you start, you know what the facts are, he's gone. How you interpret the facts, if you've ever been in that panic situation, you start to think everything, don't you? We've lost some of our children for different lengths of time, at different points in time, uh, but we did. And I know what it's like, that you suddenly this sort of, Fear grips you, this panic, and you start to think the worst. You know, maybe somebody's abducted or where's he gone. And anyway, so the whole staff are online, radios buzzing, the little boys disappeared. It turns out, like little boys do, they just wandered right down through the car park out the other side from the adventure playground and had been found. And he said, oh, I just wanted to go down to the bus stop or something. <laughs> and, you know, that sort of relief... And what Mary Magdalene did is she she knew the facts. The body's not there, but did she misread them? Well, didn't she just? She went to this gardener and said, "If you've taken his body, just tell me where you've laid it, because then I can go and be with him and take it." And like, it's quite a misread, isn't it? But I bet that would have been your misread. It would have been my misread. He's not in the he's not in the tomb. So someone's taken him and put him somewhere else. I want to go and find him. Because he's my dear Jesus. And he rescued me. And and of course, what happens is she asks a gardener who she thinks is a gardener. And it isn't actually. She, do, she doesn't recognize in that first moment Jesus in his resurrected body. Our resurrected body doesn't wear out like this one. It goes on and on forever um, and, and but what breaks through this lack of recognition is one word and it's Jesus and Jan, she hasn't clicked yet and he just says this, he just says Mary and immediately when she hears her name spoken from his lips she knows it's Jesus and she just falls at his feet and grabs him and just wants to delight and worship him for who he is, and and it. I would find that interesting. You know, there are at least two different ways to say anybody's name. There's the one that goes up at the end, David. I know when I hear that one, I'm in trouble, because it always goes up at the end. And it used to go up at the end when I was at home, David. And then there's then there's one that doesn't go up at the end, and quite. You know, David. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm doing okay here. And, and it, it wasn't Mary, it was Mary. And that voice and that calling of her name just got her. And, uh, you know, I think that's how it works in the end. That we begin to hear the faintest whisper of the calling of our name by Jesus cuz he's after us and he wants us to know too the the freedom and the joy that comes from knowing him and um i it's just i remember i'm not going i'm going to finish in just a minute so you don't but i remember when i first heard the faintest sense of Jesus calling my name and uh you know it wasn't loud, it wasn't like Mary heard it, it's clear, Mary. Uh, but but I heard, and it, it wasn't even, it was just an awareness, I suppose. It was just an awareness that Jesus was real and he was calling me, and that uh, I, I, I could respond whichever way I wanted. Actually, it was up, it was for me, and I do remember. When I, that first step I took to acknowledge there is a God and he's calling me. And I I remember, it was vivid. One of the most vivid memories I've got, I suppose, is that just in that moment, something, I felt something and I know what it was. It was love for me. It just completely blew my socks off (laughs) because I'd not really could say I'd experienced anything like that ever before. Um, And in the same instant, something happened in me, and I felt love for other people in a way I'd never done before. And it all happened in a moment, because I began to hear the whisper of Jesus calling my name. And I just took that. It didn't, you know, it was a step, it was clear, but I took that step and said, yeah, if you're there, I want to know you. And I think there are people here, You're you're at that point, you kind of know that Jesus, it's not just a story someone made up, it's for real. And if it's for real, maybe he's calling your name and you have a sense that he's on your case. And you sense his voice. And I want to say to you this morning that today, on this amazing day of Jesus risen from the dead, you can know him. You can know him. You really can know him. It's not It's not just talk. It's not just kind of an idea that we agree with. It is a reality of Mary. And in that moment, something ever just happened for her. And I... I want to ask you to be brave. And if you know, you hearing that whispered call for your life today, to know this Jesus, you just come and see me straight after. And you can meet him. You really can today.